Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. Today we'll be talking about episode 10 from season 3, Amends, and we are joined by a very special guest. It's Anthony Burge! Hi. Yay! <laughs> that's it. That's all, that's the airtime that we got for him, so. <laughs> it was great having me on. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. All we could afford. Anthony Burch, like the Birch tree? Uh, the you, not an I. So the answer is no. Totally different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of wood insects, let's head into the library. Good. Man, that door sound. <laughs> I was like, wood what? Oh, okay, door. Ah, transition. You know, birch uh, bark is very flammable. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of the many similarities yeah, between you many, many and something things. sort of <laughs> yeah, spelled tree-ish. Which brings back Anthony, indeed mortal. Yeah, conversation yeah. we had a conversation earlier. Um, Not relevant. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't get cut because I think that we talked over it. So that's going to be in the episode. Uh, so anything joining us from uh, Rocket Jump, as well as a hundred other things from the internet. Yeah, yeah, I'm from the internet. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we usually get traditional media people, so this is very different for us. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> yeah. what you, you, well, we you had, took a dip yeah. into the the, the cultural ghetto. <laughs> We had Gutenberg on last week. Steve? Uh, Steve. The inventor of the printing press? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, probably that's probably been our most modern guest until now. Guest 2.0. Honored. That, honored. <laughs> honored. <laughs> to follow up Gutenberg. Gutenberg. So what does the future hold, Anthony? Uh, most of us will die. Okay. Holland <laughs> won't. But that's a pretty good... Yes! <laughs> wow. She's like Scully in canon. That was a... I have a problem with that. <laughs> I know. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it right now. Uh, Is she immortal? No. Yep. It's a joke. Darren Morgan wrote it into an episode. It wasn't even Darren Morgan. What episode yeah. was it from? It's been, it's yeah. Clyde Brockman's final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Clyde Brockman's final. Okay, because basically the line is it's the Peter Boyle one, and she's like, How do I die? Because he can see like, how people die. Yeah, because he can see, okay, that's, he can see how people die. That's the thing that's important here. Um, And she asks, how she dies and he says she doesn't as like a, it's and it's adorable it's like a really cute thing because he's being super nice to her and like kind of hitting on her and like it's just like a sweet line and x-files fans went she's immortal Files fans decide to interpret it as scully is immortal scully cannot die and like other stuff happens to scully that like arguably like it is a fan fan theory that you can say makes sense but it's stupid it's stupid people are dumb and they actually joke <laughs> about it in the Third episode oh, really? of the revival. Okay. She makes like a fun joke, like stab wow. at it. Which is again Darren Morgan being like, You idiots. <laughs> this is that not is also what I the meant. episode, granted, where Peter Boyle also says that uh, Mulder dies by autoerotic association. Which I hold to be canon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that is how the series should end. And it should be uh, Fox Mulder, In David Carradine. Yeah. Yeah. David David yeah. It was also just the. Uh, Deaning, I believe, is the shorthand. Yikes. Well, on that note, immense. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the 10th episode of season three. Uh, it's a very, very emotional episode. Mm. It's also a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why that's an also. I think in part because it is a Christmas episode. It's a very emotional episode. It tries uh, to be a Christmas episode. Yeah, it's the most Christmassy you're probably going to get out of a Buffy episode, yeah. right? There's only ever one other and it's in season seven and it's even less of a Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's say you were too busy getting your Christmas in July decorations ready, uh, which you're a month ahead at this point. <laughs> uh, or you were uh, just wanting to take a nap in your backyard in a sleeping bag. Don't worry, because Chris has you covered. Mm. We are going to do a quick cram session where he's going to summarize the entire episode in five easy snow-falling sentences. So, Chris, take it away. It's Christmas time and sunny, sunny day. <laughs> One. And. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that sentence. 20%. <laughs> and. <laughs> and everyone's happy except for Angel, who is having crazy flashback dreams to all of the horrible things he did as Angelus, which wouldn't necessarily be too out of the norm if Buffy wasn't making appearances in his dreams and actually seeing what he was doing. One. 
by waking day, Angel is walking around being tormented by what appears to be the ghost of Jenny Callender, but turns out is actually, upon further investigation, the first evil, which is evil incarnate, that is able to take the form of those that have died and has a group of priests known as bringers that do the bidding of the first evil in the flesh world. <laughs> That's my what they call it. favorite Brad Pitt film. <laughs> As opposed to the non-flesh world <laughs> where we live. That's the that's the uh, that's the bizarro world Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. This flesh rollers. Flesh world. All right, two. Flesh world. Um, <laughs> three. <laughs> three. 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 Third end is this flesh wow, world. Yeah. <laughs> the first is determined to have Angel kill himself, and Buffy won't have it. So she <laughs> and the gang try to get to the bottom of it. She learns that there is a patch of trees that are dead. And underneath that patch of trees is where the bringers are summoning forth uh, these spirits to try to convince Angel to kill himself by sunrise. Three. Meanwhile, uh, Willow and Oz meet up and Willow wants to sleep with Oz and he's like, I'm not ready, let's just be comfortable and together again. While Xander and Cordelia, not so much... Still at odds. That was a nice little B plot four. Yeah. <laughs> just throw it all into four. Great, 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 great. Yeah, let's just back. We treated it with about as much respect as the show did. <laughs> Angel just can't take it anymore, so he runs to the sunlight to let himself be killed. But Buffy follows him and begs him not to kill himself. When all of a sudden, a Christmas miracle happens, and for the first time in the history of Sunnydale, it snows so heavily that the sun doesn't come out because that's a thing. <laughs> keeps Angel from not only bursting into flames but gives them a little stroll in a winter wonderland. Great. Five. I just, it's so dramatic for like Angel, like his way to kill himself is like, I'm just going to stand in the sun because yeah. I'm a vampire. So well, that really that line is great though. He's like, I don't need the strength. I just need the sun to rise. And you're like, run Angel. <laughs> don't do it. Very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Pretty good episode. Very serious. Very sad and melodramatic. Yeah, I really like this episode. I so like Joss wrote and directed it. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> That's I, it. Thanks for joining. I had to. Uh, I had to perform the end dialogue between Angel and Buffy in this episode in theater in high school. What? I did. Cool. Wait, so you're, what was the situation? Was I had to? I had to. Well, because our teacher <laughs> I was forced. We had. A, we had a, a gunpoint. Uh, our teacher was a was a younger lady who was like one of those like I'm learning how to be a teacher and I get to teach this class for a brief period of time for like a couple months or whatever. And she was a huge Buffy fan, and I hadn't watched. And he, she didn't. She refused to tell us what it was because she knew we'd make fun of her because it wasn't quite cool like Buffy at that point. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So she was just like, just do this 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 scene about how it's hard and it's every day, and that's what fighting is. I'm like, I, what is this? She's like, it's from Amends. I'm like, is that a weird play? She's like, sure. <laughs> and uh, that story didn't go anywhere. And then, and then when you found out it was Buffy, everybody was like, wow. It was so great. Let's love it now. No, I, was, I made fun of her super hard because I negged that teacher super hard. She was like 23 and like clearly if I had been like five years older, she would have been into me. So I just continued negging her in the um, manner nice. which I was accustomed. Like clearly, nice. if I had been five teachers, years older, she would be into Here's me. the thing. Teachers love me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fact. No teacher I've ever had has not wanted to do me. <laughs> We have a lot of uh, teachers who are also listeners of the podcast. So send your fan mail in. Just so you know. Teachers out there, he's single. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, yeah, I wonder Swipe if Swipe left. I've also, like, I was, not like all of my teachers in high school, but I was close with a lot of my teachers in high school. Like, I just got coffee with my old high school teacher. Oh, cool. Like, two weeks That's ago. awesome. Yeah. We're like buds. That's like a, not a weird... Like dog. <laughs> Like dogs that play basketball. God, I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Not like a buds. Not like a season two. I only have eyes for you. No child not, teacher not relationship like that. that turns nope. into a scary ghost thing. Married with children. Nope. Mm. Not me. Yeah. Speaking of married with children, anyway. Buffy and Angel probably never going to be. But one thing I do love about this episode is that they do uh, get to be with each other once more in their dreams. <laughs> That's such a. 
weird. Imagine... You're happy about it, Holland. No, but it's term. just like imagine having like a sex dream about someone, and then it's like it being real. They're also having that same. Oh, do you ever? But now, but doesn't that make you think about that? Frogger, like, like have you ever? Like, what if, what if that you're having a dream about someone, and like, have you ever? Like, what if they were having the same dream? That'd be so awesome. Crazy. That would be. But like, that's it's. I guess that's the demolition yeah, man way of people having sex. Well, that's like in Barbarella. So I was watching Barbarella. <laughs> okay. It's on Netflix. Uh, and there's like this As weird... If that's our excuse. <laughs> no, but there's this like weird it's future available. sex thing where Someone it's like... It, so it's basically it. like you take a pill and then you touch hands and then yeah. it's like you have sex. Which I guess in your head on your own, you basically just sit there and like... Totally. like. Yeah. Although it kind of involves a pill if you're doing it a certain way in our world. It should. Well... I am not the one to say anything. Some sort of pill, probably. Women can do whatever women want to do with women's bodies. Not not other women. Not other women. women. If you're a woman, you can do whatever you want to another woman. That's the law. No, no, that's not what I I meant. You heard it here, folks. Oh, no. Omar says, as long as you're a woman, it's (laughs) A-okay. I mean, now I... So so it snowed. (laughs) Snowed in Sunnydale. Oh, no. What do I do? Um, So why does an angel turn evil if he's having a sex dream with Buffy? Is it because it's not They're fully not happy? Because I think, I think, because hmm. it's a dream and it's not quite real. The show goes back and forth on what true happiness means for a long time. They're like, it's anytime he has sex, and then later on, way an angel. It's like, no, it's just when he's like really legitimately truly happy. Yeah. So they kind of waffle on it depending on what they need. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of a thing. Neither I mean, not to get ever quite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not to give too many spoilers, but yeah, it is a thing where it's just like, I mean, he has a lot of unhappy sex. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. I guess as long as he's not happy during the sex, it's okay. Yeah, and he was probably pretty disturbed because it was like the first was torturing his mind, and he was not necessarily in a state to be fully happy. Yeah. Also, he kind of hates himself. He shouldn't have even been able to get hard. That would have been a great, <laughs> great thing for him in that dream. Yeah. He's like, look, a guy whose children I murdered <laughs> just kind of talked to me for a while. So can so we just talk I'm... for a bit? That's kind of an anti-boner a little bit, isn't it? It's just, oh yeah, remember all those people I murdered? You want to have sex? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't like it. The thing I love about this episode is how they have this very difficult thing of like trying to convince you that Angel in the past is like this horrible, scary thing. And so the scenes where he's like, beginning to murder these, about to murder these other people are legitimately kind of sad and kind yeah. of upsetting. But they also can't linger on the violence too much. So he's like, oh, you're going to eat your kid for dessert. But done. Like he just like, <laughs> yeah. and then he just, he just like taps her on the neck with his fangs and then yeah. it's over yeah. because I'm sure the WB would have lost The censors are just like, mm. no, 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 no. We gave you the eating children line. <laughs> yeah. That was a big deal for us. <laughs> and that mustache. Let's talk about God. the mustache. Oh, wow. I love Liam's accent more than anything in the world. <laughs> I'm going to get ya. <laughs> this is the greatest. He kind of looks like Ron Perlman in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He totally does. He's just... I would watch David Boreanaz Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I would do too. it now. Yeah. He's I mean, wide. they're making Beauty and the Beast. He's wide. Okay. I'm having this conversation. I was That's... talking about this. <laughs> Mina and I, Mina who's in the room. Just so you guys know, Mina's, Say hi, Mina. Mina's our podcast hi. PA for the day. Hey guys. Yeah, Mina's hey. our producer. I was just talking about male actors getting wide. Because they get wide. Getting yeah. just, wide. Getting what an interesting way to phrase it. Well, it's because when you're he, on TV. He's, he's wide than others. TV is flat. Yeah. And it but when they're flattens. in real life, it's like a new dimension. It's new, but it's like, it's like when like you get older and gain weight, but it's not even just gaining weight. It's just... Somebody just stretches you out. Mm. I mean, that's why Nathan Nathan Fillion looks completely like normal Nathan Fillion, except somebody just grabbed the edges and just went. (laughs) (laughs) Like he was a Gumby doll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, back to Gumby, which wasn't mentioned on the the podcast. podcast. Yeah, great. All this a priori knowledge that hopefully our (laughs) listeners (laughs) will have. You know who's who has who looks amazing. Jillian Anderson. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is actually a Buffy's really silly bangs. question. Buffy's bangs. I was going to no. say Alan Tudyk, but let's talk about Buffy's bangs. Oh, yeah, he looks good. Alan Tudyk yeah. is just like, I think when he was sizing up to be in Dollhouse, he was like, I'm just going to What if this forever? The str- yeah, yeah. I, why don't I just maintain this? That doesn't make sense. Why would <laughs> I ever I, leave this? Did I tell you I saw him during Sleep No More? No. Oh, you were there? Yeah. And it was great because he had like a Kangol or whatever on, and then he kept his What's hat that? on. It's like that hat. Do you remember? There's like an oh. SNL skit or something about it. It's like Kangle. There's like literally a sketch. It's like a newsboy hat, basically. Yeah. It's like oh, those like yeah. It's like those those like hipster hats. Okay. Mina's telling you. Mina's producer Mina Kim. Mina's <laughs> she has a, look. She has flashcards. Well, we saw the phase. Yeah. Where, She's wearing uh, one right now. <laughs> we see the phase where Angelus was into that kind of hat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Angelus was the first guy to get a fedora. Yeah. yeah. 
He seems like a fedora bro. Angelus is for sure a not all men character. <laughs> not all vampires. No. <laughs> yeah. Vampires. Yeah. Angel's very existence is not all vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that line would have been in Buffy in this season if it was taking place in modern, like right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Modern day. <laughs> you know, when it took place in the, ni- in the ancient 90s. <laughs> ancient? They are ancient now. I think they're literally not ancient. <laughs> literally ancient. I don't think they're literally literal ancient. use of the word ancient. No, I think it's like wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's right. I think the eighties are very modern. Or no, the oh, nineties are very what modern. What year is it? Right now it's twenty sixteen, baby. Mm-hmm. No, wait, what? I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. When I first saw this episode for a while, I was like, who is this guy in a suit that he would have killed? And then I realized it was during his time in Sunnydale. You know how it's like you're seeing all these people that are oh, flashed yeah, back yeah. to like yeah. ancient times, mm. or like not ancient, ancient times. times for the nineties, yeah, ancient mm. times, ancient Ireland. No, but do you know what Again, I mean? There's the guy who's talking about the children that Angelus took time to position. Sunnydale citizen yep. has to be mm-hmm. so sad. I see it. Oh yeah, I see it. People in Sunnydale wear a lot of suits. Very hot in Sunnydale. Very <sighs> impressed by those people's dedication to suits. I'm really against making people wear uncomfortable clothing in hot weather. I think it should be against the law to force people to do it. Okay. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm totally fine with that law. Political stances. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now on this podcast. Jenny Callender. Coming she's back. back. Strong. Yeah. I mean, she's not. It's the first evil. But, <laughs> but Rovia Lamorte coming in. Yep. Yeah. Holland's favorite person yeah. until she found out that she was... I just, can we like... Wait, um, what's wrong with her? No, basically, here's the deal. Here's no, the I thing. like her too. No. Yeah, here's the deal. So I was like, oh man, she's so cool. Because like Jenny Callender, like my favorite character, where's character death for me. So I went to go look her up because like also we're trying to get people on the podcast. I was like, oh, maybe we can like get her. It doesn't look like she's doing anything. She's a born again Christian. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's great because whenever she gets interviewed about Buffy, um, she's like, yeah, I regret doing that. Oh no, because she thinks it's like witchcraft. And yeah, shit? well, especially yeah. in this episode, she was like, I literally played Satan. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not for that. So, no! And I was like, God damn it, you were so cool. She was like a backup dancer and like all this other shit. And like, for. Just to well, clarify. Well, the first predates Satan. Yeah. But yeah. just to You were uber Satan. Yeah. That makes it better. You were mega Satan. Yeah. So I feel like she's not going to come on the podcast. I debated because she has like a section on her website where you can like contact her and email her. So part of me wants to be like, hey, want to come on our Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast? What is that? You hate that you did Buffy the Vampire Slayer? We can give you a What if we just pretend that we have like a religious podcast. I that think we invite would be her on. terrible. That would be a horrible thing to do to no. somebody. To lie and say we have a religious podcast and then have them on. Our religion is Buffy. <laughs> the thing you regret. Psych. <laughs> we worship Buffy. <laughs> the door's locked. La, 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 la. <laughs> I think that would be awful. I think we should Probably tell her. Misleading. I think we should just have an honest conversation with her. You should try. I will. I feel like you'd be better at it. You think? You think like Chris would be the I mean, worst thing that happens is she says no. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be very good at it. No, because he, I'll get a picture on my I, website wearing a suit in hot weather. In hot weather. Yeah, on the I'm breaking the law. It'll be me in a suit, but with no shoes on, on a beach, looking happy. Why is this the pitch? Because the two footprints in the sand. Yes. Oh, okay, that's good. And then oh. she'll be like, "That's good." And then she'll be coming on the podcast, and we'll find out all the stories as to if her and Giles really loved each other. Which I think they would have. They would have. The weirdest thing about that is once I fi- found out that... So, Robio Lamorte and uh, Charisma Carpenter are the same age. Whoa! So... That's crazy. I if you that. think yeah. about it, like, he was dating... A student. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, Cordelia was held back. Oh, no, yeah. No. I can completely see yeah, that. Cordelia like, is actually 35 yeah. in the series I mean, begins. it's like people... Yeah, people in high school, like, actors who play high school students are obviously older, but then you think about, like... One actor is playing a student, the other is playing a teacher, which, like, they're the correct age to be a teacher, mm-hmm. and the other actress, not a correct age to be a student, but then it's just, like, that relationship yeah. just seems so weird. Really quickly, I just want to say, uh, the podcast, Sunnydale City Group, respects all religions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Our, <laughs> our, our, as long uh, as you come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're on the podcast, then you unlock that religion for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like gym badges in we, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. We, gamified, <laughs> we gamified our guesting. Uh, but, uh, our, uh, our, the sadness we experience is, is her regret with, with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. I really want to underline that or it's going to sound like a very intolerant podcast. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you guys, everybody here present. All right. 
This isn't that personal a question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He asks personal questions, and I'm like, okay. Here we go. And you answer them. What's the worst thing about your families? No. Uh, my yeah. question is, are you guys warm Christmas or cold Christmas people? Or holiday season people? Warm holiday season or cold holiday season? Cold. Cold? I, I grew up in Arizona, and then I went to Texas, and I never had a white Christmas until literally last year, and white Christmases are way better. Where did you have your white Christmas? Colorado. I went to my girlfriend's Oh, that's awesome. Colorado. I'm going full cold Christmas. I grew up in the middle of the woods where the snows would cover the hills and kids would get their sleds. And Okay, we've heard from Robert Frost. Who's <laughs> 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 from New Hampshire? Yeah. He is? Yeah. He is? Yeah. Uh, also cold Christmas. I actually haven't had... Because I, I go home for Christmas. I go home to New Jersey, but uh, it hasn't snowed. Global warming? Mm-hmm. Hasn't really snowed. It's kind of bumped by a few months now. Yeah. It's kind of like snow comes in February now. Also, snow comes in like October. Like this year, I think it was like snowing oh, in October. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it, was like, a thing. And then it goes Christmas. away. Yeah. Very weird. And then um, like Christmas is now just kind of warm. Yeah. But definitely <laughs> warm. Uh, <laughs> definitely. No, no, no. Definitely cold Christmas. But it was weird. It's weird to be out in L.A., around Christmas time because it happened to me last year for the first time yeah and it is it's very weird because things like Christmas music is playing and things are decorated but it still just like is like summer LA Christmas very confusing it's just like standard (laughs) Los Angeles it's just everything confusing and I'm like what are we trying to do here do you know Uh, California Christmas time on crazy ex-girlfriend yeah yeah okay look it up if you haven't seen it crazy ex-girlfriend such a it's great crazy ex-girlfriend Uh, there's a song that Rachel wrote called uh, California Christmas Time, and it's exactly what, it's you said, what you're saying in hilarious rhyming form. I feel in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Christmas time is just like because it's so many people are in the industry and everyone's waiting for that two week break. That it's like Christmas music is playing, but the feeling I get is, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Come on. Let's get everything done. I want to get out of this town. I have a vacation planned. So you're at Michael's, and you're like, I'm going to decorate my house. And they're just like, wrap it up. Come on, let's get out of here. Yeah, because I guess every most people leave Los Angeles around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, you go to Los Angeles to get away from your relatives, and you yeah. go back to them during Christmas. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about the whole overcast snow protecting angel thing? It's bullshit. So wait, what, what is the, what's the aspect of, of sunlight that destroys vampires? Because if it's UV, I, that doesn't work. Yeah. So it can't be UV. I think universe. it doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> yeah, I think it's ju- it has to be just sunlight because you can get UV from other stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That Bobby would... could just walk into a den with a UV light and just go la 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 be done. There would be no need for a well, Once every generation, there's a person who owns a UV light. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like they need to do like a modern, like, maybe not Buffy, but just like a modern vampire slayer thing. And it's just like some really techie Blade. modern. That was oh, the beginning yeah, of Blade when they burned true. the fat guy with the UV that's light. That's true. You're right. Mm-hmm. That is Blade. But that we could do it. I think that, that it's... We could do it yeah. again. People don't remember Blade. If they're clearly. rebooting Roots, then I think that <laughs> They're rebooting could, I mean, it's not a reboot. Yeah. They, well, they remade Roots. Oh, yeah. They, they already did. And oh, apparently yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Apparently it was really good. I didn't watch okay. it, but... And I'm, I'm pro everyone seeing Roots. <laughs> in, in pro any Roots. <laughs> Does Disney have roots? the rights to Blade? <laughs> to, uh, oh, that's a good question. Can Blade be in the movie? I don't know where the film's rights to Blade are. They, New Line had it for the movies. Yeah. I assume it went back to Marvel because they haven't made a Blade movie in a while. Yeah. They had that show starring Sticky Fingers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. God. The rapper oh. from the group Onyx for those uh, <laughs> Sticky Fingers is. Like the Pokemon? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Entirely. Sticky Fingers, the Pokemon. S- sorry. Please put it into a phrase, <laughs> a phrase that Holland can understand. Like Pokemon? Uh-huh. Yeah. Holland like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the lineup included fingers. Psyduck and Ditto. <laughs> it's Sticky Fingers. G-A-Z. G-A-Z. I think the um, the snowstorm is actually really interesting because, like, dramatically, it's like you're never, ever, ever supposed to use luck to get a character out of trouble. You're only supposed to use luck and happenstance to put a character into trouble. Mm-hmm. And this is like, and like, obviously, Joss Whedon knows that because he's good at his job. Um, and this is one of the only times I can remember in the series where they use luck to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I think it's for the purpose of the metaphor of like. In high school, we all probably wanted to kill ourselves at least once or twice. Yeah. And, like, it's just about that feeling of, like, if you can just last one more day and just keep going and just just give it a day to let that shit pass, you'll probably be okay, at least for the interim. And then that's what, you know, her whole monologue is like, it's, it's about fighting every day and just not wanting to, to, to do yourself in and shit like that. And it just feels like a nice little 
sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, your friends can't help you. Sometimes you yourself can't help you. Sometimes you just have to wait. And it felt like a metaphorical ex- expression of that, I guess. So that's kind of why it yeah, works for me. I like it. Yeah. That's a great reading. It, I feel like you yeah. did this monologue at some point. Yeah. <laughs> did you somehow get tricked into doing it in school by a teacher that may yeah. or may not have had romantic feelings? <laughs> oh, uh, she did. <laughs> yeah, she's in prison. Um, that's great. And if that you're going to so do true. it, do it in a Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah. that's such a great message. Thanks. And I feel like everyone is kind of, everyone's in a really, everyone's in a pickle at this point. Let me tell you, every, uh, the Scoobies, uh, there's been some falling outs and mm-hmm. some tricky situations. And I feel like that's that snow, that miracle. We see so much, uh, like, big bad stuff happen from the universe. I feel like the universe constantly, in every Joss Whedon program, is throwing bad stuff into the mix. This is a great moment where it's just like, the powers that be are just like, not today. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. I feel like we very seldomly see very uh, nice, kind gestures from the powers that be. Mm-hmm. And it is, yeah, it's like it's an amazing message of, like, there's always a possibility of something. Right, right. And I won't say too much about this because I don't want to spoil anything, but with what is contained in the episode, this is the very first time that the concept of the greater evils and the greater forces of good are at play. Yeah. And that they have their own kind of design. And that Angel is very much so, kind of even more so than Buffy, at the center of their plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is something that without getting into detail, will return over the course of both series. Mm-hmm. And Amends is the first time you hear about it. This is the first time we hear the first. The first, oh yeah. Yeah. First mention of the first. First mention of the first. I love Buffy's little battle, like her little moment with the first. I like, evil. Evil. Yeah, I <laughs> She's so cool. Yeah. And then uh, once and only ever appearance of Buffy's bangs. Yeah, God. Good bangs. I like those bangs. That was weird because I'm pretty sure her hair just changes. Like, she definitely got her hair done and then they, like, did reshoots or something because it's like she has, I'm pretty sure she has, like, just two starkly different hairstyles in this episode. Did they go on, um, is this, like, was that, did she get, like, a hairstyle and then they went on hiatus for the winter break? I I feel like it's something like that. It's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like... Or, like, because I don't think Sarah Michelle Gellar would have just randomly been like, oh, I'm going to get my hair done. Yeah. And then go back to Christmas episode, I'm getting my hair done. Yeah. Or maybe Joyce took her to the mall. And they didn't get a good tree there, so they had to go to the weird dead tree lot. And they were there, they're like, oh, there's a super (laughs) cut. I think there's evil afoot. Yeah, but I also want bangs. (laughs) The mustache and the bangs. Never again. Have you guys ever had... One of those moments where, like, the, yeah, have you guys ever had a moment with, where your hair has been cut where it ends right above your eyes? No, uh, where I feel like the universe almost like opened up and like kind of delivered like a good message to you all the time, every day. That's a great answer. Ne- uh, <laughs> never. <laughs> Ooh, fight. <laughs> no, it's busy delivering messages to you. That's why I <laughs> Stop taking all the messages, Chris. It had a few for you, though. <laughs> I was like, my name's not Anthony. <laughs> oh, we, for- we wrote them down. Oh, you need to take your clothes out of the washer. <laughs> it was like, Mrs. Teacher from the past still loves you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Mrs. Teacher from the past. That's a very odd last name. Is that Welsh? <laughs> um, I, you know, okay, so... I'm a very pessimistic person, but sometimes you? I get. <laughs> uh, but sometimes I get weirdly optimistic. Um, but I, like, yes and no. Like, I definitely feel like there's times uh, where things are shitty and life is hard. But then it's yeah. Like, I do feel like there's times where like even like little things will happen, and I'm like, I, I'm not phrasing this well at all. But mm, yes, maybe that the design that the. You see the Matrix every so often? Yeah. I just, like, I don't know, because my mom used to always... It's weird, because, like, my uh, my parents are really, like, practical and, like, not necessarily religious, but, like, kind of, or, like, they say they're not, but it's, like, my mom will say little things, like, oh, like, everything will work out, or just, like, like and, like, dumb shit like that, and, like, karma, <laughs> and, like... Yeah, but it's, like, all that... <laughs> yeah, bullshit. like, whatever, all that, like, bullshit. Um, and I'm like, I don't believe that, but then it's, like, I think about it, and I'm like, oh, actually, like, I, I do... Kind of yeah. believe that. And it's like, not obviously not everything works itself out, but I do feel like when things are like real shitty, like even like a little thing will happen and you're like, oh, 
maybe life isn't that bad. Maybe things will turn around. And then like another <laughs> shitty thing happens and you're like, fuck. Yeah. And then like a slightly <laughs> good thing happens and you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is the thing that's going to turn things around. Um, and it's just a back and forth. But as long as like one little good thing happens, you can usually keep going <laughs> for another. Uh, yep. Have I ever told you guys my shirt off, shirt off my back story? No. So there was, uh, for really dumb, it, not super interesting reasons, uh, I was just like really upset one day. And I was... Uh, <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. But a ding. <laughs> Where's my NBC show? Uh, but it involved it involved playing clarinet. It was... It's not important. But um, I was... Was it that you're not good enough at it? I, I just... I'm just not good enough at it. God. My reads are always so dry. Uh, but... I gotta lick them. Yeah. I found it out oh. later. <laughs> <laughs> you put them in your mouth. I had a podcast. <laughs> now we have to put it explicit. God. <laughs> That's going to cut our listenership in half. Mm. Oh, we'll never be new and noteworthy. Um, but I, so my mom was like, uh, I don't, she was just kind of not being super sensitive to my situation and was like, I'm going to the dollar store. You can do whatever you want. And I was just so upset that I was walking around like the plaza uh, and this, this guy um, who seemed vagabondish was, you know, sitting outside and he was like, hey, man, you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like upset. And I was probably like 16 at the time or something. And he was just like, man, in my life, I've seen a lot and I don't want I don't want you to ever be in a place that I've been. Is there anything I can do? And I was like, you know what? No, I appreciate that, though. That's really nice. He's like, take take the shirt off my back. And I was like, I'm not taking your shirt. He's like, take my jacket. I was like, I, I don't need any of your clothing. He's like, I just need you to have something so that you can just remember that I'm telling you it's fine. It, whatever it is, it's fine. And I was like, I don't need clothing, but that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's cool. That yeah, is a cool story. And did he just like start stripping and throwing his clothes at you and chasing <laughs> Take my you? clothing. Take my shirt. <laughs> No, I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> no, I was shirtless. Uh, I should clarify. I was topless was walking around the plaza. No, but... Uh, <laughs> Twist ending, I was the vagabond. <laughs> and my clarinet skills prevented me from eating that <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I couldn't play hot cross buns. <laughs> uh, but I also feel like I have a lot of those moments at Disney, and I know, like, at Disneyland, and I feel like, sure, like, in Disneyland... So much of the experience is manufactured and controlled by the Imagineers and folks at Disney and the hardworking cast members. But I really do believe it's a thing where there's like little bits of magic that pop up every so often. I was like, there's no way that that like it's just like too perfect of a lineup mm-hmm. yeah. where you're just like, oh, it's like 12. We have to go. But I really want to take a picture of Indiana Jones and someone bumps into you like, hey, we've got four fast passes to Indy. We have to leave. And you're like, what? How did this happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. That's a very privileged form of a miracle. I know. <laughs> like for other people, it's like food, I believe water, in the, and for me, it's like a, the diversity of the universe. We have a fucking yeah. podcast about a TV show. Yeah. I don't think people are listening to this not thinking that. <laughs> I hope like somewhere that some there's somebody, there's somebody who's just really down on their luck that's yeah. just listening to this podcast yeah. and just like, I gotta get my shirt to somebody. It's that, that's the ticket. <laughs> Making fun of home. So, <laughs> so is that but the for idea Anthony? Of, no, my bad. Yeah, you're no. just no. Nothing's ever. I never. I mean, I mean, life is or is what it is. It is or isn't what it is. That was a stupid thing to say. <laughs> life is. I'm a professional writer. <laughs> writer. No, I don't feel. I don't ever feel like I'm getting anything particularly specific from the universe. It's just some days I have good days and some days I have bad days, and those all feel like I can trace them back to some un unmystical cause and effect thing. But I, I am generally a person who doesn't look too much into the like. What's the larger meaning of this? I kind of just take the shit as it comes. Yeah. I feel like you and Chris Ronte should have a show together. <laughs> I feel oh, like yeah. you guys would or be like the buddy detectives. Pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of unsolved mysteries. It's basically the X Files. I would love. Yeah, that. yeah, it's basically, yeah. <laughs> but just ramp it up, Anthony. I'm Scully. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Oh my god, I'm that's what it forever. is. <laughs> I'm gonna live forever. Yeah, you Chris guys, is gonna I, die while he jerks but it's, off. <laughs> That's a theme song. <laughs> but before that, that's a weirdly spoiler-filled theme song for this show. Man, I can't believe they did that. People yeah. still watch it. Well, it's like Hamilton. You know what's gonna happen. <laughs> and they let you know in the first song. It's not a secret, but you know, they're like, "How is he gonna? <laughs> How is he gonna jerk off? Yeah. What is he gonna jerk off to as he dies? Yeah. I, is this the moment where he enters the hotel room? <laughs> I'm, I have a project right now that I uh, I kind of want to prepare for next year's Fringe, 
which Ooh. is I'm 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 just I'm punching up Romeo and Juliet. I'm just doing punch ups, and um, in the beginning when it's two hours traffic, I I've written in that someone in the audience is an actor and stands up and goes, Nah, no thanks. <laughs> Walks out at that line. Uh, that's it. That's, 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 that's really, that's really funny. <laughs> up, bro. Two hours yeah. traffic up our stage. Lame. <laughs> Bye. Bored. Uh, yeah. There's there's just a few things where I feel like there's a lot of lines that like for Tybalt and and, and Samson and all them. Some of their lines are just cut out and just replaced with "fuck you." <laughs> uh, so. Fuck both y'all. <laughs> fuck both y'all's houses. <laughs> fuck your house. Fuck your house. <laughs> I got stabbed. This is not worth it. You guys are idiots. It was hot. It was just hot. Romeo slept outside in a tree. <laughs> that bitch looked like the sun. <laughs> All of your cast. <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, I just have to ask this to you, sir. Uh, how would you say that Buffy has influenced your like writing and performing and all the new media that you make? Uh, basically giving me something that I will never be able to reach that I can compare myself against all the time, forever and ever, and go, oh, I'm not good, still not good, good. Good to know, still not good. I mean, it's mainly... uh, Buffy and Firefly, uh, especially, were, like, sort of very formative in terms of... It made me realize the kind of style of writing I enjoy, which is where the world itself can be very serious and very dour and very, very dark and very threatening, but your characters can be fun and flippant and like as long as they take the serious things seriously and they can they can goof off and, and, and endear themselves to you much, much more. I mean, not to spoil anything in Firefly, but like for me, like Firefly was this big moment because it was the first Joss Whedon thing I'd ever seen. I didn't know his like predilection for like being oh, wow. with characters yeah. and stuff like that. So I went to see Serenity and realized like, oh my God, like the 10 hours I've been spent laughing with these characters and thinking they're so fun and so funny made it that much more affecting when they got into a really serious, really epic situation. And I was like, this is all fiction to me now. Like, all other fiction doesn't... I don't care about it anymore. I care about getting to know characters, laugh with them, have fun with them, and then put them into a terrifying situation where they might all die. And how... <laughs> I mean, I just spent the entirety of the last act of, of Serenity just, like, going, no, 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 no. <laughs> I never, felt, I never yeah. felt that degree of empathy. And, like, yeah. Buffy certainly does that for me, too. Um like when I when I when I watched it for the first time a couple of years ago, I was just like, Oh god, no, 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 none of these characters, please, 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 please. and then of course horrible things happen, but like mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. That was a That's great, a great answer. Yeah. That was a good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, good job, it's definitely Anthony. yeah. <laughs> That's why teachers wanna fuck. <laughs> god, his answers are just so good. <laughs> He's so eloquent, is that, kind of. <laughs> is that your defense, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> Let him talk and you'll wanna fuck him too. <laughs> yeah. I plead guilty and so will you. <laughs> You'll all plead guilty. <laughs> Court was shut down today when everybody had sex with Anthony. If only Everyone so. went to jail at the same time. Wow, it's amazing how your court your court trials always end the same way that perfume did. It's just a massive orgy and then someone gets eaten. Uh, that's probably more perfume than the details you were providing. Uh, courts. Mm. <laughs> Do we want to talk about faith quick? Let's talk about faith real quick. I mean, we, I always try to. <laughs> so faith, pretty, you know, inconsequential in this episode. But at the same time, she's in it. I love faith as like, <laughs> Great. we're not, have to, we don't have to worry in like super front load faith stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she's got a lot going on, mm-hmm. but also it's one of those things where she's a very troubled character. And I feel a lot of shows would really push that. And every episode would be her trying to break through and yeah. deal with all her problems. But I love that, like this. But Buffy doesn't do that because all these characters are so much more realized and and fleshed out. She's just chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, she's just fucking with her TV. Yeah. Also, yeah. I just I really like Faith in this episode because Faith is one of those characters that like muster like just has all this confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a really good example of people who act super confident but definitely are not confident. And you kind of realize, mm-hmm. like, in, in this episode, is like. And it's, like, such a small thing, but it's also such a major thing when she, like, does come over for Christmas yeah. and, like, brings yeah. the presents and, like, it's crap. Like, I got your present. It's crap. It's terrible. Like, <laughs> it's an awful present, mm-hmm. which is usually how I preface everything. <laughs> like, oh, hey, I got you this. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, God. I'm so it. sorry. I, I don't know why I did this. Uh, <laughs> d- don't even open it. Just, I'm sorry. I've literally said that to people. I've, like, sent people things in the mail and then be like... Uh, actually, don't open. Garbage. <laughs> I immediately regret this decision. Um, but yeah, because and it's crazy. Because Faith, yeah, just Faith talks up mm-hmm. everything she does. Yeah, like she party only during Christmas, yeah. like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like, oh, it's just a super cool party you're going to invite to. It's going to be really big. It's like, I love her, mm-hmm. like, just try to sound cool about yeah. the party. I bet, I, I'm, I've often been curious about what Joyce and, and Faith's uh, evening of Christmas was like. Oh, yeah. Did they put on a movie? I bet you they did. Mm. And then I it's bet you life. Faith was like, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> Joyce is like, so what does five by five mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's discuss this. Is this a thing everyone says? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, That's so the, the, five by five. Stop it. <laughs> So Jay, where's the where's that rum at? And then I feel like her oh, yeah. and Joyce would get tanked. Oh, they probably just got real, not even like wine drink. Yeah, probably just like straight up. And I feel at some point in the night, Joyce would just say, "You're fun." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's as drunk as Joyce would get. Totally inoffensive, just that. <laughs> but not opening up about the Giles stuff because remember no. that's a little reference to that in here yep. too. Yeah, he's like, "We can invite Giles." She's like, "No." <laughs> Not happening. That is awkward. Oh, is this after the episode where they made out? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like directly after, right? One or two, right? Yeah. They hadn't talked about it. It's status quo now that Giles and Joyce are awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would be too. No, I wouldn't. I would tell tell everyone. (laughs) Um... Well, I see the hand getting towards the, uh, the the bell of the hand getting towards the clock bell. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm tired. Uh, but before we move on, I just want to ask you guys really quickly. Mm. Uh, do you What's the most unique Christmas experience or story that you've had, that you have? I'll, I'll share mine really quickly, uh, just to give you an idea of mm-hmm. where I'm going with this. There was one Christmas where I got, I rented Psycho from Blockbuster. I hadn't seen it yet. And I was gifted Reservoir Dogs. And it was like, uh, I was in the weird angsty phase. So I was just like, you know what? Everyone's doing stuff downstairs. My brother's playing video games. I'm just going to go upstairs and watch Psycho. And I did. And then I watched Reservoir Dogs right after that. And I just had an amazing Christmas. And then went downstairs and like had like dinner and stuff with my family. And I was like, that was a great Christmas. I watched Psycho, Reservoir Dogs, and then went back downstairs. And by to me. Yeah, just by myself. I just watched Psycho and I was like, I'm going to watch another movie. And I watched Reservoir Dogs. I'm like, these are both such good movies. <laughs> my, uh... Christmas my... Miracle. Christmas Miracle. Omar appreciating films he'd already seen. Again, <laughs> yeah. A Christmas Miracle wasn't like, finally my family could eat. It was like, oh wow, two movies that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the privilege hour. <laughs> <laughs> my family moved during Christmas. Like, it happened twice. Like, for some reason. Wow. My parents just think it's a real good idea to just, like, move at Christmas time. So It's sort of a Disney film I don't premise know. so it, there was literally one year when i moved into the house uh, that my family mo- lives in now um we moved in right before christmas um and like we had to get our septic tank replaced um so like we couldn't christmas miracle yeah and it was we it's funny because it's like we live next door to a church uh-huh. um and the people i think it's new people running it now but they are assholes um, and it's basically one of those things where, like, even their parking lot is technically paved over part of our property. Um, and it was one of those things where we had to get this, like, truck in to replace a septic tank. But they wouldn't let the truck in because, like, their argument was like, oh, we have, like, a Christmas service and we can't have anyone in this parking lot. Like, blah, blah, blah. So they, like, delayed the septic company coming over to, like, fix the septic tank. So we didn't, couldn't, like... Use the bathroom? Basically. Like, we had, like, no running water. Oh, my God. That's the plot of a Babysitter's Club book. It sounds like a fun... uh, Something else happened. Oh, yeah. And then I also... Um, I, I also almost burnt my house down, uh, because <laughs> this is the same year. Um, I, uh, we, you know, those like advent wreaths where of you course. like light a candle yeah. for every Sunday. Yeah. So I had lit the candle, um, and we had a banner hanging above it and my mom had gone outside to walk my dog and like opened the door and the wind blew the banner <sighs> and the banner caught fire. But I was just sitting there on the fucking computer like an idiot. So I'm just like on the computer on aim and it took me forever to realize that like this banner is just like burning up the side of the wall. Wow. And by the time I noticed, instead of screaming fire or like something like that, I just like was screaming for my mom. And so she was like ignoring me. And I was like, I'm like yelling up the stairs. I'm just like, mom, mom, mom. She's like, what do you want? And I'm like, the wall's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's amazing. And then, but at that point, my dad, or I guess, no, that's insane. You know, as my dad was walking the dog, so then my dad had come in by that point and then saw and then just grabbed the banner and threw it out into the snow. But the wall was like super fucked up. Oh man, um, from the fire. Yeah. yeah. That was only one of the times I almost burned down my house. <laughs> How about you, Anthony? Let's go. Uh, the year after, or the Christmas uh, where my parents uh, split up, uh, my dad. <laughs> was like 
hey, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, make a make a wish list on Amazon. I went, okay. And I did. And he's like, okay, here. And they gave me his credit card. What? And so I bought all the presents that I what wanted. What did you get? I mean, I don't know, video games. I was going to mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, it was just it was just normal. I was like, yeah, video games and clothes and whatever the fuck. I don't know. Um, and then he just, I went, okay. I just went and bought them all and then gave it back to me. went, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got them all. And I was like, do I wrap this? So I didn't even wrap them. I just left them in the Amazon shipping boxes that they were. And I was like, I know exactly what every single one of these things is. <laughs> There's no magic. Santa's dead. But I got all the stuff I wanted, so this is pretty dope. Simple and to the point. Yeah. Mine's kind of intense. Is there more to... No. <laughs> Trust me, there's no... <laughs> <laughs> that right, story my... ended pretty bad. Are you sure there's not a climax <laughs> that like, justifies the time you spent on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Was it like, did you reintroduce Spider-Man in the <laughs> franchise? Nope. <laughs> so, mine's kind of a recent one. So, Christmas was... Christmas was always a very special time for us where all, when we were young, we're like, all my grandparents would come stay at our house and we'd have this big family sleepover and it was so great. It was so awesome. As the years went on, it kind of dissipated as like people started their own families and it was like the collective no longer was united. Two of my grandparents passed away. My Mm. other grandparents were so old that they just couldn't really travel anymore. So it changed and it was kind of weird, you know, it just kind of felt like and it's like Santa's gone and this idea of magic, it's, it just sort of faded and like trying to keep Christmas special was this weird thing. So recently on Christmas, we were going down to visit my grandparents and my grandfather goes uh, into the hospital. He's like 94 probably. He goes into the hospital with pneumonia and it was like, we're driving down to Christmas to see the grandparents and Bobby, which is Albanian for grandfather, Bobby's in the hospital and it was like, oh, that feels bad. And so we go to the hospital, and so it's like, hey, remember when you were a kid and, like, Bobby would come visit you, and now you're in a hospital, and he's, like, Jeez. in a bed, and it was super intense, and it was, so it was, like, it was grim, and I was, he's he's still with us, and he's still with us today, um, but that day, it was, like, he was struggling, and he was sick, and he was in bed, and he was hurting, and it was really scary, and it was so odd, and what we did um, my sister and I sang Christmas carols to him. Aww. And he started singing along. Oh, man. And it was like, he was like, <sighs> and we were just like started singing Silent Night and he like calmed down and like chimed in. Wow. And then like all of us That's started wonderful. singing it. It was cool. And That's then, uh, and, and now he's, He's still old. He's like 96, but he's... Still old. <laughs> he got younger. <laughs> you kicked him into Benjamin Button territory. <laughs> you sang to him and he got younger. He regenerated younger. like a doctor. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's my most... Wow. That's the one that comes to mind That's right a great now. story. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's chilling. Awesome. Christmas. It was, that, it was their anniversary. Like, it was like their like 50th. I don't know. Wow. I don't know numbers. <laughs> Mina knows this. Mina was like, "How much do you think that that place is what it costs?" And I was like, "I don't know how to guess that." <laughs> <laughs> Seven? At least you're honest. Yes. Dollars? Yeah. <laughs> More than five, <laughs> but less than infinity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that is our bell, which means we are almost out of time, but don't worry, we're not gone yet because we are going to do an extracurricular activity, which means we are going to make something up on the spot inspired by the episode. It could be a jingle, a local commercial, it could be anything. So, Holland, what are we doing this week? All right, so we should do, like, Sunnydale, Buffy-themed Christmas carols, like a like greatest hit style, like whose line? Like a compilation album? Like a compilation album, right. yeah. All right. Do you want to be the commercial host voice? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, hi there, listeners. It's Christmas time, and you know what that means. It's time for Christmas classics, or uh, Hanukkah classics, or, um, I don't know, Kwanzaa classics. Uh, we're, we're accepting of all, all faiths here. Name a Kwanzaa classic. Uh, <laughs> the, the famous Kwanzaa classic, uh, green, black, and red. <laughs> that was pretty good. Not offensive at all. <laughs> Being politically correct, all PC here. Um, so we're actually uh, 
to raise money for the station uh, because, you know, guys haven't really been donating as much as we would like, uh, even though we do those yearly funds and uh, we would really, really appreciate the support radio is a dying medium. Um, but this year we're selling a, uh, a compilation CD, uh, so I figured I would play you guys a few of the famous hits. Uh, we're gonna call them famous because we'll know they'll get famous. Uh, it's, it's, it's our twist, our twist on uh, some holiday classics. Uh, just for you, uh, Sunnydale. Uh, it's so our our first our first soon to be classic uh, is uh, Explore Christmas. That was Explore Christmas. We're definitely not recording these live in the studio. These are all pre-recorded and very planned. Um, our, our next, our next classic is the the, the single. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have it right here in my notes. Um, the the next the next the next single is a uh, light my menorah. Light my menorah. Go light my menorah At night we light the menorah As we say our prayers But this Hanukkah I'm so alone Won't you light my menorah With me in my home I'll make traditional Jewish food. <laughs> you can sit at the table. We make a perfect pair. Like someone and Gable. So light my menorah. Go and light it on up. Go and light my menorah. And uh, that was Light My Menorah. And uh, our last sample that we're going to give you today is that upbeat Kwanzaa classic I was talking about earlier. <laughs> green, black, and red. Was it red, black, and green the first time? <laughs> nope. It's, it's, like, it's the remix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> red, black, and green. You know that it is Kwanzaa time when it's red, black, and green. You know that's time to spin around and say, Hey, hey, everybody come to the streets and celebrate who you are today. Because we are living and loving because it's the red, black, and green. Black and green. Because you know it's Kwanzaa time. red, black, and green. Kwanzaa. You know that we're going to have a nice little rhyme. Red, black, and green. You know what I mean, red, black, and green. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And you're gonna have some broccoli that is steamed, cause it is the red, black, and green. <laughs> now, those classics and more can be available to you for three small payments of $19.99. And know that you will be supporting your, ra your local radio station, the only radio station in Sunnydale, a 99.3 FM. <laughs> that was so specific because yeah. there is a 99.3 there? I'm assuming uh, the only radio station at Sunnydale. Only radio station at Sunnydale. Is, is broccoli Any... something you normally eat during Kwanzaa? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shut down. Duh. Oh man, <laughs> I feel like we covered a good holiday basis. Uh, yeah, May. What, what a way to kick it off with that jazzy discover, discover Christmas. <laughs> I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited for Christmas now. You excited for Christmas now? I wasn't because it's June, the summer. But yeah. Now I'm thinking about. Well, it. we'll have to have summer. Wait, hold on. We'll have to have Christmas in July then, or we can. 
Uh, well, let, let's just have a, an immense Christmas in the middle of summer. Just, in the, just right now. Let's One of us it. will threaten to kill ourselves. <laughs> and then we'll get the party started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. No problems. Uh, this is such a blast. We learned so much about you and your history with teachers. <laughs> Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, I guess. Uh, you shouldn't follow me on Twitter, but if you're, you have bad taste in people to follow on Twitter, I'm underscore Anthony Birch. Perfect. You. <laughs> and you have you have like game stuff coming out, right? Am I oh right yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Uh, I made a board game called uh, World Championship Russian Roulette. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, <laughs> and it's on Kickstarter. If you like party board games about problematic topics, then you'll love it. <laughs> That's perfect. That sounds like a great game. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You haven't played it yet. Wait, did you play it? No, I don't think I have played okay, it. Yeah. No. We'll have to. Next time you're around. The other game. I'll yeah. never be around. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Wow. You were, right, you were around Sorry. literally three days ago. I know. I was literally <laughs> around three days ago. <laughs> I'm very hungover. Uh, my brain is not uh, And uh, while you're sobering up, Holland, where can they find you? Oh, God. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas. Uh, also, HollandFarkas.com. Yes. <laughs> you shortened that list. Full stop. Down. Yeah, that's yeah. whittled. We didn't even get Farkland. Yeah. Uh, my YouTube channel that I don't update. Um, so no. My I'm still getting hits on those vids. Am I? My Instagram is Farkland. Uh, that's a fun place, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, not not doing much at the moment. So, but my Twitter is blowing up. I'm just constantly on Twitter. I've realized that I'm just on Twitter all of the time. How do you feel about that? Not amazing. I, mean, like, I, deleted, I deleted my Facebook app off my phone, so it's like I still have my Facebook, but I don't have the app on my right. phone, so I'm on Facebook less. And I was like, oh, this will be good. I'll be on social media less. But then it turns out I now just take all of that time. And put on Twitter. And put it into Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> of course. Um, so it didn't actually help at all. It just, uh, uh, I don't know if it made it worse. <laughs> well, it's good because now you're focused on strangers as opposed to friends people that you <laughs> great yeah it's really important when strangers have babies but if you're friends you tell them to go fly a kite chris where can they find you hello my name is chris bramante you can find me on twitter and instagram as amontioc or you can find me performing with musical improv troupe robot teammate and the accidental party uh if you hear this before june 20th we just wrote a new musical for the fringe festival called thug tunnel it's a post-apocalyptic sewer adventure in which I play a character called Panther. Uh, so please come and see it if you hear this in time. <laughs> and I'm Omar Najam. You can also find me at Omar Najam on Twitter, uh, as well as at Two Broke Geeks uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Right now I'm doing Jan uh, um, sorry, uh, Jurassic June. So every day I'm taking a, I'm imitating a screen grab from Jurassic Park, which is whatever's lying around. So check those out. What? Yeah, I'm yeah. Do this. Let's do it. We're gonna do we some today. Do today. Awesome. Um, also, you can. I'm, I'm also in an improv troupe, swimming lessons. We perform uh, every even Friday at the clubhouse at 7 p.m. If you want to drop on by, it's a lot of fun. And at UCB Sunset. So if you want to follow all that action, uh, find us on Lesson Swimming because swimming lessons was taken. And you can always find anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, it's at SSG Podcast. Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook as well as on Instagram. We are insanely active on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, we please, if you want us to mention anything on the podcast, uh, if you just want to chat, we just love talking about Buffy. So please tweet at us. Uh, shoot us a message on Instagram. Everything and uh, everything Buffy related. We're just happy to be involved. So we will be back next week talking about oh man gingerbread it's yeah <laughs> it is a panic episode things are gonna go crazy and uh we'll probably be very tired so it'll be it'll add flames to the fire so until then pack up your bags pick up your books see you next week
Okay. It's Christmas time. Or uh, Hanukkah time for you uh, Jews out there. <laughs> what? No! Wow, that sounded so weirdly offensive the way you said that. It was, A, it was an afterthought. B, you didn't say the whole word. Oh, yeah, and for you all out there. This has been the most religious episode we've had yet. I was reading... There's a really bad synopsis of the episode on IMDb. For all you Jews out there. There's a really bad synopsis of the episode on IMDb, and it's like, it's Christmas time. Jewish Willow. (laughs) (laughs) Willow, Christ. Jewish. Jewish. Um, Okay. For all you Jews out there. (laughs) Oh my God. Why do I talk?